I see with my own naked eye. I gotta cut the cord and fall away. That instinct I can justify. And on, please. Dumois has the whole story. Did, did you it? hear what Dumois, Dumois said? Dumois, who is it? Oh, can you believe this blind item? Dumois was on that story a long time Sunday ago. Sunday mean celeb sightings with Dumois. I just DM'd Dumois. I cannot believe what I just read about I on Dumois. I need more. I need to hear more. Hello, and welcome to Do You, the show where you'll hear all the latest in celeb gossip and special exclusives that are not shared on my Instagram or anywhere else. I'll be your guide into the world of celeb news, sightings, and secrets. I will be giving you all of the information I have on your favorite topics every week. It's your favorite time of the month. This week, I'm answering your February voicemails. We will put the number in the description of this episode if you want to call in with any questions. Let's get started. When you look at bags of dog food, you see pictures of bright carrots and juicy steaks. But when you open the bag, all you get are burnt, smelly pellets. Dog food needs some fresh thinking. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy. Dogs will eat anything. Just because they'll eat it, does it mean it's healthy food? This is why I love Farmer's Dog. It's real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized, vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portioned, ready-to-serve packs, conveniently delivered on your schedule. Dog people all across the country have ordered millions of meals from the farmer's dog. It's never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. We have partnered with Farmer's Dog for a while and have stayed loyal because of the farmer's dog commitment to quality always. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash D-E-U-X-U. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash do you. Here on Do You, we do not like misleading info. That's why I do my best to be transparent with the most up-to-date intel on all of your favorite celebs. You can trust that I will never intentionally dupe you. Sadly, in life, we do have to deal with a lot of sneaky terms, annoying bill hikes, and exorbitant fees that we did not anticipate. We call that yada yada. Here on Do You, we do not like yada yada. Now, you could spend all of your time combing through contracts, or you could just skip the hassle and go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile, helping you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. Never settle for less. I know I never do. And now that I don't have to worry about sneaky yada yada, I have time to dedicate my time to making the best content for you guys. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today we are answering voicemails. Um, once again, if you guys want to call in and 
leave a voicemail to be answered on the podcast. The phone number will be in the bio of this podcast episode, and I also always post it online, so it's definitely in highlights somewhere. Um, I don't have that many updates for you guys. Um, This past weekend was the Grammys, so there's been a lot of rumors swirling about what happened during the telecast. Um, You know, not so many rumors about the after parties. I didn't get that much intel. Even people that attended like Taylor Swift's party at the Chateau, um, you know, they just said, you know, I was there and this this is who else was there. They didn't give much detail. I know you guys want specifics, especially about Taylor's party. Um, But I don't like to pry if they don't offer it up initially. So unfortunately, I just have parties and who attended. I don't have that many details. You guys, I'm sure, have seen the rumors swirling about many different things that happened during the telecast. I have to say a lot of the rumors that are going around, um, I think, are just that, rumors. A lot of people were asking me why... People were writing in about Olivia Rodrigo and Sabrina Carpenter. I don't know. That is a rumor that I think was on Crazy Days and Nights, um, the blind item website. So I would check there. I don't know what that's about. I'm sorry. So that's really all. I don't have that many updates. There was also a lot of controversy about um, Leonardo DiCaprio because he was seen again with um, 19-year-old model Eden Polani. TMZ reports they're not dating, but of course, you know, people see a picture of them sitting next to each other and they just assume based on Leo's past track record that they're dating. And of course, they were disgusted and outraged that a man close to 50 would be dating someone who's 19 years old. I totally understand that. I'm not disagreeing with people's outrage But I will say if we're going to call out age gaps in relationships and, you know, we need to focus on other people besides Leonardo DiCaprio because it it's prevalent. It's prevalent in society. It's prevalent in Hollywood. Um, And that's all I really meant by my comment um, on Instagram. I think people thought I was excusing his behavior, saying it wasn't creepy, um, you know, that's also opinion. You know, I, some people think it's creepy. Some people think it's not creepy. Okay, let's get to the voicemails. Hi, dude. This is Miranda. I have a question about Aaron Rodgers. Um, so he doesn't speak to his family and he did not attend Jordan Rogers' wedding who married Jojo Fletcher, I believe the last name is, from The Bachelorette. Um, and briefly in 2016, when Jordan was on The Bachelorette, he talked about this, but you could tell he was like super guarded about it, didn't really want to talk about it or admit he didn't speak to his brother, in my opinion, at least. But um, I'm just curious if you know why that is and like why for so many years they haven't talked. There's rumors that it had to do with him dating Olivia Munn, but they dated so long ago. So anyway, any information you could give would be great. Um, And yeah, thank you. Love you. 
Hi, Miranda. Thank you for your question. Um, first of all, I just wanted to mention I received an email today. Um, again, I want to remind everyone, as I often do on Instagram, um, that emails are submitted completely anonymously. I have no way of following up with the submitter unless they give a real email address. And, you know, nine times out of 10, people submit the emails with fake email addresses. So take any email, not DM, email specifically that is talked about on the podcast or posted about with a grain of salt, unless I've written it myself. There have been emails that I've written myself um, based off of DMs I received. So, um, you know, I grapple with scrapping the whole you've got fucking mail segment every week because I think, you know, some people can't get through their heads. Um, this PSA that I post and, you know, I just basically explained it again on the podcast just in case you guys don't read through the PSA, which I know some people skip through it. But I mean, you know, either we understand the information and where it's coming from, as I clearly stated, or I just stop referring to emails. Either is fine with me. You guys could let me know what you think. Anyway, so someone sent me this email this afternoon. Aaron Rodgers might be rumored to be dating Mallory Edens. If so, he isn't serious about her. He's been relaxing in California and he's been going out on dates. He's telling everyone he's single. Um, So I just thought that was interesting because I know that a couple of you guys saw them together being lovey-dovey and then I think it hit the news cycle and I saw on page six that it was they were rumored to be dating. Um, But I don't know. I tend to believe this person because I've received DMs about Aaron Rodgers before where he's like run into people like normies. Um, And I don't know why, but like his relationship status comes up and he does tell people he's single. Like I've, I've heard that about him. Like I've heard that he has like told people that in conversation. So maybe him and Mallory aren't serious. Um, anyway, back to the question at hand. Um, yeah. So, you know, this is according to a source. Um, I'm going to read you their DM. Um, so this source says that Aaron didn't appreciate the expectations his parents put on him to help out his brothers, Jordan especially, once he became a big deal in the NFL. Shockingly, despite his fame, Aaron's never been the favorite son. Allegedly, Luke was sort of the golden boy firstborn growing up and then Jordan the baby and the pretty boy was allegedly doted on. Um, so it sounds like Aaron Rodgers has middle child syndrome. That was me just adding that in. That's not what this person said. But um, okay, Aaron felt like he was a self-made success story who didn't get the same kind of praise and support his brothers did. Again, that's supposedly Aaron's perspective. His parents would undoubtedly beg to differ. But then when Jordan wanted to make it in the NFL, the family seemingly expected that Aaron would be extra supportive and encouraging. Aaron's position was basically, it's not my fault if he's not as good as I am. And the family sort of felt like he was being dismissive and arrogant and unhelpful. 
And this goes back to the rumor about Olivia Munn that was mentioned in the voicemail. Um, this source says no one particularly adored Olivia and felt like Aaron truly only cared about his career and his fame and not about any of the people he left behind. Aaron, for his part, feels like they're being fame-hungry clout chasers who didn't give a shit about him growing up, but now expect unending loyalty now that he's a star. Aaron was also really grossed out by the whole bachelor thing, especially once they made his estrangement from the family a plot line. Okay, that that's like understandable that he would feel that way, you know, because I don't know if his estrangement was as widely known, you know, before the whole bachelor situation. Um, okay, but let's get back to what this source says. But now the main thing is that Aaron has stayed away from his parents long enough that Luke and Jordan permanently hate him for it and feel like it's unforgivable that he missed so many Mother's Days and birthdays and Christmases and didn't even become more receptive during COVID. Though we now know Aaron probably thinks COVID is mostly a hoax. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know why that's funny. Um, bottom line is both sides behave badly. His parents and siblings definitely expected him to be their meal ticket. And he basically has been having a decades long tantrum in response to that. But now it's gone on for so long that all the water under the bridge is just totally toxic. I don't think the brothers will ever reunite, sadly. Okay, so that is according to this source. Um, that's their take on the whole situation. I mean, it's kind of, you know, common sense. We all saw the whole estrangement storyline play out on The Bachelor. Think about it from his perspective, his being Aaron, you know, you're in the NFL. I don't know how much people knew about his life up until that point. And to have that part of your life exposed on a dating show on network television, I mean, that couldn't feel good. Um so yeah, I mean, I think this answer will come as no surprise to anyone. I also like I get so many messages about how Aaron is like really kind of eccentric now. Um, you know, I think you guys were the ones to alert me that after Shailene, he was dating this woman who on Instagram, I think she was, I don't want to say a witch. There was something spiritual about her. I don't know the right word. And he was like wrapped up in that. I don't know if this whole family estrangement has sort of like, you know, led him on this path where he doesn't really know who he is. Um, or maybe this is who he's always been. Um, but anyway, thank you for your question. Next. Hi, Boo. This is Emily. Firstly, I love you so much. And secondly, you posted today about drama between Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo. And I'm wondering if you have any more insight beyond kind of like that music thing that happened with them. Anyways, thanks so much. So excited to hear the pod. Bye. Hi, Emily. Thank you so much for your question. Okay. I'm so glad you asked this because I know I people were confused and they thought I gave conflicting answers. Again, I'm like, do I scrap the whole Q&A? Because it's not always easy to like write out the answers. So I'm like, do I do a Q&A, but my answers are like me speaking with captions instead of me writing things out? Um, 
I'm also like on my phone all day. So depending on what time of the day I do it, like sometimes I'm, you know, my eyes hurt and I'm spelling words wrong and I'm missing words. So I apologize for that, guys. Um, tell me if you want a different Q&A format, because I know sometimes my answers are confusing. Um, I promise I'm not illiterate and I know how to write and read. Um, it's just that, uh, you know, I'm human depending on the day. Sometimes my answers are not okay. So just to recap, everyone was asking about Olivia Rodrigo and Taylor Swift's relationship because they both attended the Grammys and um, a fan, actually I should mention this, caught a very blurry video of them hugging during commercial break. Um, So they did interact, but still it brought up questions about like, you know, why aren't they close? Because I think at the beginning of Olivia's career, um, you know, Taylor was a big supporter. I think Olivia had come out and say that Taylor was such a big inspiration to her. Um, So I want to clarify what I said. First of all, I said that I thought that there was drama because there was. And I'll clarify what that drama was, but I don't think it was necessarily a feud. Um, A feud to me is like if I was in a feud with someone, I definitely wouldn't be hugging them at a commercial break. You know what I mean? I'd be giving them the cold shoulder. To me, an example of a feud would be like Mariah Carey and J-Lo. They don't interact. Um, They talk about each other um, in a very shady way sometimes publicly. but there's tension, you know, I think, I think that's obvious. I I don't think that's the case with Olivia and Taylor, but there was drama. And I mentioned, sorry if it was confusing, that the drama had to do, and this was in the press, it had to do with the song credit for Deja Vu. Taylor Swift was not originally credited as a writer. And then they went back and credited her. Um, I asked somebody about it because that's what I thought the drama was. And this is what they said. They said, I know originally it had to do with the song credit. It rubbed Taylor the wrong way, especially after she sent Olivia a really nice gift. There isn't a beef. Olivia rectified it, but they aren't besties because of it. And then this person said, which a couple of other people also had told me, is that they've heard Olivia was hurt that Taylor didn't make her like a little sister the same way Taylor did with Gracie Abrams and Sabrina Carpenter. Um, so, yes, yeah, somebody else had messaged me that um, Olivia felt hurt. Well, I don't want to say hurt. I don't really know how she felt, but maybe disappointed um, that she, I think, thought that Taylor would take her under her wing more, be more of a mentor, um, and that didn't happen. Now, I don't know if that didn't happen because of the song credit and that whole situation turning Taylor off, but to me, that would make sense of why that didn't happen. So I hope that that answered your question. Again, I don't think that there is a feud I think that there was drama in the past that kind of like, you know, left a bad taste in Taylor's mouth. And, you know, of course, she's going to act accordingly. Like she's human. I think that she's going to be pleasant to Olivia, like we all saw during the commercial break, but they aren't best friends. I'm sorry to break into everyone. Thank you. Next question. Hey, do it's Molly. Um, I want to know what has been the most difficult fan base that you've had to interact with, you know, other than Chris Evans. Love you. Bye. 
Hi, Molly. Thank you for your question. Um, <laughs> I love how you say other than Chris Evans. Um, you know, I, I'd have to say, I don't know if they were the most difficult, but the most annoying, no offense, um, to the part of this fan base who isn't annoying, but the most annoying fan base and probably the fan base I had to block the most was Harry Styles. And I don't know if that has to do with their age. I would say Harry Styles first. I think I've had to block a lot of Swifties on Twitter, not Instagram. So Harry Styles, some Swifties, you know, I've said this before. She doesn't have a big fan base, but oof, they're mean. Angelina Jolie's fan base. They're like rabid. Um, They're not that great. It depends on the medium. Like on Twitter, I feel like there it's a lot, a lot more immaturity um, coming from fan bases. And I just, you know, I don't have time for that. So they just like automatically get blocked if they say something that's stupid. Um, On Instagram, it's a little bit different. It's a little more in depth. Selena Gomez's fan base. I'm sure I've had to block them in the past, but it depends. It depends what you say about her. Oh, right now they're mad at me because or I don't know if the whole fan base is, but part of the fan base um, is mad because they think I'm trying to discredit her relationship with Drew Taggart because people keep sending me sightings about him at events and she's not there and he's leaving with somebody else. But I mean, it's just a sighting. It's not like the sighting says Drew Taggart was in the corner, you know, fucking a blonde. It's saying like he left a party with a blonde. Like, you know, we don't know what happened after that. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it wasn't. Um, so Selena Gomez's fan base can be a little much. Beyonce's fan base can be a little much. Rihanna's fan base can be a little much. <laughs> I mean, I think it depends. I really think it depends. I'd have to say that um, it's a lot of music performers that have the biggest fan bases as compared to actors and actresses. And then athletes, they don't have fan bases that like really go to bat for them like the other two categories. You know, and then there are those fan bases who will send in fake messages trying to get me to post things. Um, one that comes to mind is Robert Pattinson. They don't like Suki Waterhouse. They constantly send me emails about how they aren't really dating. Um, Dakota Johnson, I've mentioned her in the past. Oh, and how can I forget the Law and Order Special Victims Unit fan base. Um, that fan base seems to have a bit of a divide in the fan base, like a hard divide. Um, because when I posted last week about the missing kiss scene, a lot of people messaged me saying that's not why the fan base was upset. But yet I was getting messages from the fan base that that's why they were upset. And people were telling me that's part of the fan base. Don't listen to them. So, you know, there's so many nuances to these fan bases. I've said this before. I think somebody needs to make like a documentary of the inner workings of these fan bases because sometimes it's like really hard to keep up with. Um, a, a big one I'm sure you guys know about is the Harrys and the Larrys. Like they, I don't think they like each other. Um, but that's like also a big divide in a fan base. The people who, you know, 
enjoy Harry. And, and then there's the other half of the fan base that thinks that Harry's in a relationship um, with Lewis. So another fan base that I actually just recently had to encounter was Alex Earl's fan base. If you guys don't know who that is, she's a TikToker who recently gained like 3 million followers in like a couple months. Um, she's a college student. She does a lot of get ready with me's. She puts on makeup. So somebody sent in a blind item. Actually, let me retract. Someone didn't send in a blind item. Someone sent me a DM and I made it a blind item because I knew if I had just like written who it was about, everyone was going to freak out. Um, but it was about Alex Earl on the Dubai trip. And, you know, people are like, how do you know if someone's not making this up? I mean, listen, this is one person's opinion on whatever interactions they had with her, probably over the course of one or two days. Does that mean that Alex Earl is everything this person suggested that was written in the email? No, but that's their opinion and that was their experience. Um, but people just like don't want to believe it. I've said this many times. Every time I receive and post messages about people's encounters with celebrities, you can't invalidate someone's experience by being like, well, that's just not true. Do you know what I mean? Because that was their experience, whether it be good or bad. Um, that was their experience. That's their truth. And, you know, that's what the Instagram account is doing. It's just sharing people's experience. It's not saying that, you know, Alex Earl is set in stone that this is how she is, that this just happened to be a person's experience. Um, I'm sure that there are people out there who had many lovely experiences with Alex. Um, but this was this person's experience. They wanted to share it. I thought, okay, um, let's get a different perspective. Alex, actually, I think she went on a live. Somebody sent me and addressed the email and she said that she knows that she's nice and it doesn't matter what people say. I'm paraphrasing. She didn't say those exact words, but she was basically like, I know I'm nice. You know, I know I'm nice to everyone. So people can gossip all they want. That's what she said. So, I mean, you know, I think I thought that was the right attitude. As long as she knows who she is. And this goes for anyone who is an influencer or posting on social media. As long as you know who you are, like in your heart, you know, you're going to get opinions. Okay, and now I'm babbling. <laughs> Let's just go on to the next one. Hey, do My name is Annie. So my question is, I saw that Chris Evans recently soft-launched his relationship with Alba Baptista on his Instagram. Um, do you know anything about the timeline of their relationship? I saw the reports of, like, quietly dating for over a year but if you go on her ex's Instagram, there are posts of Alba from this year, including one from this past summer where he calls her his angel and his son. And so I was just curious if you knew anything about a timeline. Let me know. Thanks, Stu. Hi, Annie. Thank you for your question. Okay. I am going to try to put together a timeline. Um, this is based on speaking of fan bases, the lovely people of the Chris Evans fan base, because they were the ones who, you know, figured this out from the beginning. Let's backtrack a little. Let's start talking about when Annie, I don't know if you were around, 
um, for when I was posting about this, but in the summer of 2021, so like June and July, I was posting that Chris Evans was dating a normie from New England. Um, I don't know exactly what state she was from, maybe Massachusetts, maybe New York State. And I was posting this information based on emails. Okay, now let me clarify. It wasn't emails through my website. It was someone's like specific email address who I had given my email address to who was emailing me about this alleged mystery woman that Chris Evans was dating in the summer of 2021. Okay. So he never went public with this person. To this day, I don't know if this person was pulling my leg, but you know, I've talked about this before because it makes me feel so crazy. Um, but I wasn't making up any of that information. Like somebody was legitimately emailing me information about their friend who was supposedly dating Chris Evans. Some of you guys figured out who she was on Instagram because I would get screenshots of her Instagram stories she was private, I think on Instagram, Um, but people would send me screenshots of her Instagram stories and they'd be like, you know, look, she's in DC and so is Chris Evans. But I, I don't know, like maybe they were pulling my leg. I have no idea. But anyway, supposedly he was, let's just go with it and say supposedly he was dating someone in June and July of 2021. Cut to end of 2021. So December 2021. So let's say from like July 2021 to November 2021, he was single. We don't know what he was doing. Now cut to the end of December of 2021. Alba Baptista posts that she is going to the United States with a group of friends. She could be anywhere in the United States, right? But eagle-eyed fans noticed based on her posts and her friends' posts who she was with that it looked like she was skiing in the same place where Chris Evans's brother was skiing. Also, to further prove that they were on the East Coast, Alba's friend Justin posted a sunset and I have a screenshot of the sunset and a caption. I, I, I might have posted it, a caption saying that this sunset on this specific day in 2021 looked like the same sunset in New York City. So what I'm trying to say is that Alba said that they were coming to the United States. She didn't say where, but based on Instagram pictures and comparing locations Fans deduced that she potentially was with Chris and his brother during this time. Now, I'm happy to post these pictures again if any of this is confusing. So after the skiing pictures were posted and people started to wonder if like maybe they were all together, um, there was supposedly a stop in Los Angeles. That would bring us to the beginning of January 2022. Then we get to Las Vegas. Again, eagle-eyed fans based on pictures that her friend Justin, so this this friend Justin is like the culprit. Like he was with her 
in the United States traveling to all these places and people were following him on Instagram and looking at the background of places that he was posting, then checking Chris Evans's brother's Instagram and Chris Evans's friend's Instagrams who were also posting and comparing the backgrounds to deduce that they were all in the same place. Now, they had to do this because there was no other evidence, like there were no pictures of them all together that were on any social media platforms that they could find. So now let's say we're in the beginning of January 2021 and they're all allegedly in Las Vegas together. I also got a sighting of Chris Evans during this time in Las Vegas with a brunette. Now, I don't know if it came from a fan who was trying to strengthen this narrative that he was seeing Alba at this time. But to me, like based on my conversation with this person, it just seemed like somebody who was in Las Vegas saw Chris Evans, saw that he was with the brunette and couldn't identify her because, you know, I think that she's mainly popular in Portugal. I don't think that many people would recognize her here. So that was the beginning of January 2022. Now, at the end of January 2022, fans noticed, based on a Chris Evans post, that he was potentially at the Four Seasons Hotel in Lisbon, Portugal. Why would he be in Portugal? She's from Portugal. That's where she lives. So that ramped up the rumors even more that there was something going on between them. That brings us to the end of January beginning of February 2022. At that point, mid-February, Chris starts filming Ghosted. Ghosted is a movie with Anna de Armas. It's coming out this year. Um, I can't wait to see it. I'm sure it's going to be really good. Uh, That filmed in Atlanta and Washington, D.C. during February to May 2022. Now, During this time, you know, there was like a couple of speculations like, is she in Atlanta? Is she in D.C.? But I think things started to die down a little bit during this time. I also received some DMs that I can't confirm this. I don't know how reliable this information is, but that Chris was hooking up with other people in Atlanta during this time. So that leads me to believe that they weren't exclusive. So that would make sense why Alba's boyfriend was posting about her or it seemed like maybe she was with her boyfriend during this time um, because he was filming. Maybe they agreed, you know, it's casual. We, I can't have a commitment. I'm going to be gone filming for four months. Um, that brings us to November 2022 where... You know, it was confirmed by sources to People Magazine, which I would say is like the most reliable outlet out there um, that he they are in fact dating. So if it was confirmed in November, you have to understand that if a magazine or any sort of news outlet is confirming something, that means it was, you know, probably going on for a couple months prior. Right. So. When did they get serious? I don't know. I let's I'm thinking maybe September 2022. Um, but you know, I'm gonna say based on the evidence, and like again, I could post these pictures, they're 
so old. I'm sure any Chris Evans fans listening to this right now are just like rolling their eyes because they know this already. Um, But, you know, the picture evidence that was presented at the end of 2021 beginning of 2022 to me proves that they were at least hanging out at that time and by hanging out yes I also mean hooking up what have you um so was it going on for a whole year prior I would say on and off and then this past fall it obviously became more serious he was seen with her people will argue with you that um you know the pictures of them in Central Park were staged he called the paparazzi I don't believe that to be true. He is notoriously private. It's super hard to get information about him. Um, So I I don't think he would be calling the paparazzi. Um, But that's it. So that leaves us to winter 2023. Are they engaged? Aren't they engaged? You know, I haven't had anyone reliable tell me that, yes, they are engaged, but somebody not a fan, I don't think, but you know, somebody from a real Instagram account did message me and say they are engaged. Don't tell anyone. But I mean, the rumors are already out there, so um, I'm not confirming it. I can't say with like 100% certainty that I, I know they're engaged. Um, but if it was announced, I wouldn't be surprised. If it was confirmed by his reps, I wouldn't be surprised is what I'm trying to say. Ferris, what do you think one of the biggest health challenges? Oh, for sure, weight management. Exactly. Yo-yo dieting, losing weight, putting it back on. Trying the latest fad, it not working. Exactly. Feeling like a failure. Feeling like a failure is the worst feeling when it comes to weight loss. And then getting discouraged. What if I told you I knew of something that could help with this? I would 100% want to know. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. That's amazing. And I love how it's over a year. That's so important for sustainability. Exactly. The slow weight loss. The slow burn. (laughs) Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Roe Body Program members have support throughout the process. Roe's partner handles all of the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting room. That sounds amazing, especially for parents not having to... Yeah. Leave home. Or people that work. Yeah. Having to get that appointment. How convenient. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year, like I said, with healthy lifestyle changes. It's important to note that you do have to pair both. Um, BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash do. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash D-E-U-X. Okay, Ferris, we're about to talk about one of my favorite things. Do you know what it is? Oh, girl. (laughs) I know. It starts with a capital D. That's DoorDash. (laughs) 
<laughs> Did you know you can order alcohol on DoorDash? You can? <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. And I love this about DoorDash, especially if I'm having company like on a Friday night or Thursday night and I'm working all day and I don't have time to run to the store or run to the liquor store. I can just order it on DoorDash. You can dash it. <laughs> I can dash it. Don't have to leave. Can continue working. Continue in the newsroom. Mm-hmm. Never have to leave the newsroom basically. Wow. So you can just like get that news out there at the same time as making sure your incoming guests are going to have the libations that they want. Exactly. Which is why I love DoorDash. It makes it so convenient, so seamless, so easy. I've never been let down by a DoorDash delivery. I mean, that's true. Ain't that the (laughs) truth. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails. We love a mocktail and more can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash and use code DOYOU24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply. Must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Hey, Drew. My name is Anna. Um, What I need to know is what happened in that elevator with Jay-Z and Solange. The people have waited long enough. It's time to find out. Thank you. Anna said, it's time. It is time the people know the truth. Um, First of all, I want to address something that was brought up in the Q&A. I didn't post about it. Um, Frankly, I'm scared. I don't know if you guys will know what I'm talking about. But there is this man on TikTok who is claiming to be Beyonce and Jay-Z's former bodyguard and he's making a lot of really outrageous claims about their relationship and I don't know if they're true frankly like I'm scared I'd be scared to post about it because everyone in, in the comments are like stay safe man like yeah man you better stay safe so it's like what the hell are they talking about There's also somebody else on TikTok. I don't know if you guys have encountered any of their posts yet. Their name is Jaguar Wright. They're an American singer-songwriter. I heard they were blacklisted or something of that sort from the industry. So they are exposing everything in these TikToks. Um, The TikToks basically are of Jaguar giving interviews like on podcasts or radio interviews. Um, It's not like necessarily them like ranting um so there is an interviewer there but if you want to go down a rabbit hole um and you as I'm sure many of you are into conspiracy theories and crazy rumors um about hip-hop and rappers look up Jaguar right on TikTok um and this bodyguard I'm sure if you just searched Beyonce bodyguard it would come up but anyway Both of their claims are serious and anything that they're saying in these TikToks, I I haven't heard. I mean, there there's some serious things that they're they're claiming. Um, So I don't really feel comfortable repeating them. But as far as the Jay-Z Solange elevator situation, I think that this is like 
a good example of when, you know, the rumors that were circulated are were actually true. So I think that like everything that we've heard about the situation is really what happened. But I, I asked, you know, a couple people just to confirm what I thought happened, which is, you know, what I'm about to say is not anything you guys haven't heard before. Um, but one person says, I've always heard Solange was drunk and confronted him on all his cheating. He cheated on Beyonce a lot, more than the public knows and with lots of people in the industry. So it was very well known thing. That's what one person says. Um, Somebody else says, as for the elevator fight, the reports are essentially accurate. It was during the era of Beyonce staying with Jay-Z despite fully knowing the fact he was fucking around all over the place. Solange was honestly mad at both of them, Jay-Z for cheating and Beyonce for tolerating it and finally snapped. And yes, it was in part because Rachel Roy said something to the effect of say hi to Jay for me to Solange when it was essentially common knowledge that the two of them had fucked around. Solange apparently asked Jay what the fuck Rachel was doing, saying something like that to her. And Jay said something to the effect of, why don't you mind your own business? And she understandably, if you ask me, lost it. So I think that that's the story that everyone has heard. Um, Both of these sources confirming that story. I don't think there's any more to it. Um, I think that people find it hard to believe that Jay-Z would step out on Beyonce so much. Um, but it happens. I mean, gosh, I post about cheating all the time to the point where, you know, I, I've said that I'm totally desensitized to those rumors. I think it's just like the way, unfortunately in that world. Um, and you know, I don't think any of us can really relate to it unless we live that life. So I try not to make too many judgments on those types of relationships. But I think that people really just don't want to believe, like, how could you cheat on Beyonce? (laughs) But, um, yeah, some of these men have no shame in their game. Um, thank you for your question. I love pulling up some old school gossip. Okay. Next please. Hey, Drew. My name is Brianna. I'm from South Florida. I just wanted to ask you a question about yourself. Um, I know that you've kind of blown up in the recent year, especially in 2022, and it must have caused you to change a little bit in how you work. Do you find that there's some things that are kind of like you don't want to talk about because you feel that you've just kind of blown up a little bit? I've noticed that NT is kind of always remained a little more low key and he never really had this blow up that you're experiencing, I feel like. So do you think that there's just some things that are off limits now that you have such a big audience? Um, I love you. Thank you. Hi, Brianna. Thank you so much for your question. Um, This is a great question because it's going to give me the opportunity to, yes, tell you guys stuff that I won't post about. And again, again, I've said this every time I talk about this topic is I'm not saying that I've never posted about these topics, but as the account became more popular, and I don't know if a lot of you guys know this, the account was private um, in the beginning for a really, really long time. So as I made the account public, 
since I've become verified as the account has become more popular. Yes, there's definitely certain topics that I do not feel comfortable posting about. Um, So gosh, like if I answer a question and I say I don't feel comfortable talking about this, it probably is because it falls under one of these categories. Um, Somebody's sexuality. If somebody has not openly talked about their sexuality, I'm not here to out them to the world um, ever. That is their own private business. Um, If somebody has openly talked about their sexuality, and by that I mean like in interviews, if there's articles, if you Google and you can find information, then I feel like it's okay. Anyone under the age of, you know, this, this one I go back and forth about. I like to say anyone under the age of, 21 I don't like to really post about um but I really try to make it under the age of 18 even though in the United States 18 is considered legally an adult um I still feel that when you're 18 19 you're a teenager so if you're under the age of 21 I really try not to post about that person um that being said I know I just recently posted about Apple Martin she's only 18 um but there were just like so many rumors about um, her, I talked about this last week, by the way, guys, about her, um, getting allegedly expelled from school that, you know, I felt like I wanted to address it and debunk it. So underage is another one. Um, and anything that has to do with anything legal. So if somebody messages me and accuses somebody of doing something where the person that they're accusing could potentially be arrested or contacted by the authorities, um, that is not something I feel comfortable about. Um, the next thing that I try not to post about is rehab. You'd be really surprised about how many messages I get from people who have been to rehab with celebrities. Um, You know, I think once I posted like an email where somebody had suggested that they were in like Overeaters Anonymous with a celebrity and people were just like appalled at like why um, I would post it. Um, I posted it to let people know um, that, you know, be weary of those meetings. You think you're safe and like, yeah, you, you, you should feel like you're in a safe environment and like everything you're saying stays in that room, but it's obviously not the case. Um, you know, some things are posted as like a warning. It's not always like gossip or salacious. Like I think people love to lash out at me. Um, but I don't have malicious intentions, especially, with that post, if you guys remember specifically which that one was about. Um, and then like lastly, and I, I definitely want to talk on this is I, you know, definitely do not post any accusations of any type of abuse. And, you know, right now on Instagram, in my emails, I'm getting like raked over the coals for suggesting that if you've been abused of any nature, you should talk to someone first before posting on social media. For the life of me, I can't understand why anyone would argue that. You know, I think that that's like pretty sound advice. I'm not suggesting you shouldn't share your story, but you should share your story responsibly. And 
in the situation that was brought up, if you guys aren't aware, there was an actor on the Netflix show Wednesday by the name of Percy Hines White, who was accused of sexual assault on Twitter. And that fan base couldn't stop talking about it. I got so many messages about it, like for weeks, like this is old news. Like it was posted a long time ago. I finally decided to address it. And what I said, which is what I stick by and all these counselors that are messaging me, you know, first of all, they're emailing me. They're not even DMing me to have a, a, like a real conversation, which is so cowardly. If you want to have a real conversation and you are a counselor and you want to give some someone like me who's obviously not a counselor good advice dm me so I could have a conversation with you don't stand by an email so you could you know just berate me for what you think I'm posting that's not right but I stand by what I said like if you have been abused and you want to share your story get advice you know what I mean like don't don't just go on twitter make a tiktok I'm not saying don't share your story. Share your story. Help people. If you feel like that's the only, you know, route, if you were ignored by law enforcement, if you were ignored by your peers, if you were ignored by counselors and you want to get your story out, fine. But find someone to give you advice so you could do so correctly. I don't think that that's bad advice. And anyone who is suggesting otherwise really needs to get their head examined. And yes, I'm talking to the counselors who have messaged me. I feel very worried for the people you're counseling. If you think it's okay to go on social media and, you know, accuse someone of crimes without getting advice first, especially legal advice. I mean, for your own sake, protect yourself. I don't think there's anything wrong with that advice and nobody I'm sorry, can convince me otherwise. If you guys think that's ignorant, DM me and tell me. Don't send me an email that I can't respond to. And then I have to post about it. And then it goes on and on. And nobody wants to see all this like, you know, drama. They want to hear like, what happened at the Grammys? So just all I ask is like, DM me so we can have a a conversation. I've had conversations about this subject the past two days with people in my DMs. But when you email me, I can't respond to you properly. Yeah, I think I went through most of the things that I won't talk about. Um, sexuality, underage, rehab, um, abuse accusations. Now, I will say, and I I do want to say this, that there were a couple blinds posted about, I think it was like a producer or director who was accused of abuse. I posted those because I had received many DMs from people with proof that backed up the claims in the emails. So that's why those were posted. If you guys know which emails I'm referring to. I think it was about a director or a producer. Um, Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times there's like stuff going on behind the scenes that you guys don't see. You see an email and you, you know, automatically don't trust it, which is fair. You know, I tell you guys not to trust the emails, but that's why I'm like, I, I think every day, should I stop posting emails? Like people don't know how to receive this information. Um, maybe it's just better that everything's in a DM because then you know that it's like at least coming from a, you know, a real person, if you know what I'm saying, not through an anonymous email, if that makes sense. Okay, let's move on. Fifty high school senior girls 
to send on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Before we dive into the latest celebrity intel, let's talk about a different kind of drama, the kind that involves our furry co-stars, our pets. I wanted to share a message from our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, who is here to help with unexpected veterinary bills. What's that? Well, with Spot Pet Insurance, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills. You you would need that. Yeah. Saving up to 90% on vet bills sounds fantastic. <laughs> it sure is. And get this. Spot pet insurance plans cover not only unexpected accidents and illnesses, but also offers an optional preventative care benefit. It can help with the cost of routine wellness, vaccines, and more. Is it pricey? Probably less expensive than a surprise $1,800 vet bill, and you know what that's like. It's not pretty. Just head over to spotpet.com for a free quote. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance, waiting periods, annual deductibles, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com forward slash sample dash policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence, American Insurance Company, or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Hi, do. This is Miranda. So my question is about Jason Sudeikis. Um, you know, obviously the whole Olivia Wilde and Jason drama went down, and I feel like throughout that, Jason has looked like an angel, and obviously with his Ted Lasso character, I think that makes fans think even, you know, more so that he's an angel-like guy where I feel like Olivia in the media um, has really looked bad, like it's like rumored she cheated on him and all this stuff. But then when the whole CinemaCon thing happened, people wondered, like, did Jason do this? He claims no. She claims yes. Like, there's no way that he didn't set that up. And I listened to your podcast, and there's one other celebrity podcast I listened to. And one of the hosts said, I won't repeat what the DM was, but I received a DM from someone who had a story about Jason Sudeikis and, you know, it was a really bad story. And because of that, I do not like him. I don't think he's a good guy and basically saying that he was a bad person. So I just have to know, do you have a file on him? And what does it say? What are people's experiences with him? And how does that contrast to Olivia Wilde? Um, I myself just can't bring myself to think that he would be a bad guy, but I also know he's playing a character. 
on Ted Lasso. So I'm just so curious. Thank you. Love your podcast. Bye. Hi, Miranda. Thank you so much for your message. I do have a file. It's funny because I looked it up before I started recording and it says the file is Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis. So like sometimes um, in my filing, like I'll put couples together. So I guess the last time it was updated, they were still together. So the posts that are in there are super old. Um, But, you know, I want to address the part of your voicemail where you said you had heard on another podcast um, that they received a DM about Jason Sudeikis about a story and it was really bad and they didn't want to repeat it. I know there was a tweet going around a while ago and it was pretty vague, but it was about a story that was supposed to come out about a comedian, like sort of like a hit piece. Like, I don't know exactly what this article or what the story was supposed to be about, but um the comedian was Jason Stakus. So I don't know why the piece got killed. I don't know if it's still in the works. I don't know exactly what's supposed to be in it. Um, but that could very well be what the podcast you're referring to was talking about. They could have received a DM about Jason that was, a you said in your voicemail, a quote unquote, really bad story. It could have been something in the same vein that this article was going to be written about. I haven't gotten any messages about Jason Sudeikis that didn't have to do with Olivia Wilde in a really long time. But when I first started the podcast, there were a couple of DMs I received about Jason. This was like almost three years ago before, you know, he broke up with Olivia Wilde about some past incidences of some inappropriate behavior around women you know, I don't know if that's what the really bad story is. I don't know if that's what the article was going to be about. Um, But like I said, since then, I haven't received anything about him that has to do with any of that subject matter. Usually it has to do with Olivia Wilde or really it has to do with Ted Lasso, the show. Everyone's mostly concerned about that. Um, I know there were some delays in getting the new season out. I was told, you know, it did have in part to do with the drama that he was going through with Olivia. So I think people are just waiting for the new season of Ted Lasso to come out. And, you know, I think also like the whole Ted Lasso character confuses people. They think that that's exactly who he is. Um, But, you know, nobody is the character they play on TV. Um, You mentioned the whole CinemaCon thing. You know, that was widely debated. Did he know about it? Did he not know about it? I don't know how he could have not known about it. Um, That being said, did he request to have it delivered there to embarrass her? I don't know. Only he knows the answer to that. If you want me to read some really old Jason Sudeikis DMs, um, here's one. Um, I went out with Jason Sudeikis a few times way back when he was very normal and nice. Um, I asked, can you elaborate? And this person said, this was pre-Olivia. We went out a few times. He was very funny and very respectful. I was more upset when it ended as he told me he told Kristen Wiig about me and that meant I wouldn't have the chance to be her best friend. I really wanted to ask him about January Jones's son, but I think now it's obvious that it's not his. 
and then I asked, of course, you don't have to answer this, but how would you rate his bedroom skills? Are they above average? And this person says, I didn't sleep with him. It was a fairly PG situation. Oh, God, I can't believe they brought up January Jones. Yeah, I mean, for all you guys that think that he is the father of January Jones's baby, um, I thought it was pretty well known that Matthew Vaughn is allegedly the father of January Jones's baby. And while we're on it, no, BJ Novak is not the father of Mindy Kaling's kids. Um, I feel like she's confirmed that recently. Maybe not because she doesn't usually talk about it. I know they're very close. Um, thank you for your question. Once my files become more organized and all of my Jason Sudeikis messages are properly in their own Jason Sudeikis folder, we could revisit this this topic. But I don't think you guys want me to read a bunch of like old Jason and Olivia DMs. They're pretty uneventful. Basically, they say they they were they were a nice couple. So, um, thank you for your question. Let's do the next one. I do. This is Lauren. I'm calling because I am a huge fan of both. Lana Del Rey and Miley Cyrus and I know that they're both um, dropping albums on March 10th and I'm super curious to know um, if there's any like drama around that and I never hear anything about Lana or Miley really. Um, They're both very private so I'm just curious if you have any info at all about either of them who they're dating um so yeah love you thank you hi lauren thank you for your question um we're almost out of time but i just wanted to say about lana del rey is um no i mean i've personally dm'd with her i've i've told this story a bunch of times because it's the one time I regret posting something about a celebrity that wasn't confirmed. Um, And she was nothing but completely lovely and so sweet. Um, So no, I've never heard of any recent drama surrounding Lana Del Rey. I know there's so many rumors about her from the past. Um, I don't have time to get into those right now, but I just wanted to take this opportunity to say that she's, she's really, really super sweet. Um, And she keeps to herself and she's really private. And she seems like a very sensitive soul. Um, So I I think that comes across in her music, obviously. And um, Miley, you know, nothing lately on Miley. I've talked about her family in, I think, like two podcasts ago. Um, If you're interested in some old Miley and Liam information, um, but nothing new on Miley. I actually haven't heard if she's still dating the same guy that um, she was dating recently, Max. Um, He's a drummer. But no, nothing new on Miley. You can go back a couple episodes and I talk about flowers, but that's it. Okay, we're out of time. Thank you guys so much, as always, for your questions. Um, I'll see you next time. This has been a production of Cadence 13, an Odyssey studio. New episodes of Do You will air every Thursday. See you next week.